Welcome to the Dirty Devotional Podcast, where we try to make sense of the dirty and the divine in our messy world. My name is Zach, and I'm an ex-pastor, a struggling addict, and I deal with major anxiety and depression. Yet I deeply believe in God's presence in my life and in your life as well. I hope today's conversation inspires your thoughts, challenges your beliefs, and helps you feel seen, known, and loved by a real God. Thanks for joining. What's up, my dirty fam? Welcome back to the Dirty Devotional Podcast. Zach here. As always, an honor to be able to hang out with you today. I um, want to give a shout out uh, to my dirty fam, all of you who've been listening. I love you. appreciate you. Um, I hope you are doing wonderful. Um, I also want to give a shout out to those who are listening to the podcast for the very first time. I can't tell you how much it means to me uh, to have you take time to listen to this, and I hope it's helpful, and I want to encourage you, if today's devotion was helpful for you, uh, let me know. Uh, message me, respond on Instagram, at Dirty Devotional on Facebook or Instagram. Um, you can also leave a review uh, on the uh, iTunes. Let us know. Uh, let us know that you enjoy it so that we can connect with more people. The second thing I want to do is this. I want to let you know that we are celebrating 10,000 downloads, y'all which is so incredible. And to celebrate that, we have released our first piece of Dirty Devotional merchandise. And y'all, it's legit. It looks good. It's one of my favorite shirts. And here's the good news. It's not a cheap shirt. It's super comfortable. Um, I would love to get one in your hands. And so uh, you can purchase one. You can see the links for that on Instagram and Facebook. Just look for the shirt. We are going to stop selling them uh, this Saturday. And so at the time this is released, it'll be Wednesday. That means you have a couple days left to purchase it before it is gone forever. And one day you're going to look back and you're going to think, man, I really wish I'd got that shirt and you're not going to be able to get it. And so listen, go get it. Uh, join the Dirty Fam, rep the podcast, let people know um, how awesome you are, how awesome this podcast is. So yeah, just make it happen. But we're going to dive into today's devotional and I'm so excited about it. Uh, we're going to be in Genesis chapter 39. We kind of finished off our story of, J- of uh, Jacob and um, all of his shenanigans. And now we're moving on to his son, Joseph, where the shenanigans continue. And Joseph, what we see in his life is that he is incredibly favored by God, um, that God has put something, a really special calling in his life. But his whole life, for the most part, or the story that we see in scripture is even though he was favored by God, um, he was deeply hurt by people. And it started off close at home with his family. Uh, he told his brothers about a dream he had about how all of them would be bowing down to them, uh, down to him. And y'all, they got mad because it was his father's favorite. And they didn't like how uh, he basically this favor that he had found. And so they sell him off to slavery. Yeah, what great brothers, y'all. It's wonderful. And now we pick up in chapter 39 of Genesis, and Joseph has been sold into slavery, and he ends up in Egypt at this guy named Potiphar's house, and Joseph is above reproach. Um, He is like taking care of things. He's doing an excellent job with what he's been given. Um, He's operating with a high level of integrity, and basically Potiphar ends up giving everything under Joseph's care. Basically, Joseph is in charge of this whole house. And what we can know from studying is that Potiphar is super rich, super wealthy, and Joseph is now taking care of everything. It's a big deal. 
But here's the thing is in verse six and seven, it says this, Joseph was well-built and handsome. Listen, you know, you got to be a good looking dude for the Bible to say it. And it says, and after a while, his master's wife took notice of him. Um, and Potiphar's wife was not only like noticing him, she started speaking out and was like, hey, yo, Joseph, come sleep with me. I know it's crazy. It's right there in the Bible. If you got kids listening to this, I'm sorry. It happens. Kids, ask your parents what sex means. I can't talk to you about it. But anyways, Potiphar's wife starts coming on to Joseph and Joseph being the man of integrity he is over and over again is like, I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to do this. And day after day, she continued to try to persuade him to sleep with her and he refused. Well, one day, no one's in the house. Joseph shows up and the Potiphar's like, listen, she's ready. And she like grabs a hold of Joseph's cloak and she's like, come to bed with me now. Let's do this thing. Um, well, Joseph literally runs away. He runs out of the house, uh, but the problem is he left his cloak. So we would say at this point that Joseph did everything right. He was above reproach. He, he handled himself well. And what happens is that she keeps the cloak beside him uh, or beside herself. Potiphar's wife does. She holds on to Joseph's cloak. And then when his, her husband comes home, she blames Joseph for all of it, said that he, you brought this man into my house to make sport of me. But as soon as I screamed for help because he was coming on to me, he left his cloak and ran out of the house. So this is a bold faced lie. It is not true. The only part that is true is that he left his cloak and he ran out of the house. Nothing else about this is true. Well, the husband gets pissed and basically responds out of anger and throws my man Joseph into prison. Now, this sucks if you're Joseph, and I don't care how you twist this. It may work out for Joseph in the long haul, but this is a very traumatic experience that when you've handled yourself in what you believe is the best way you can, and you suffer the consequences of a decision that you didn't do. And here's what I want to tell you today is maybe you can relate to Joseph's story here in Genesis 39, um, and you have done the best you could and yet people around you um, are talking smack about you, spreading lies about you, people that don't know the whole story, and you're kind of living in the midst of all of these lies, this whirlwind of doubt, of gossip, and, and it sucks. And I want to give you some encouraging things because I've definitely been in this place before. I'm going to tell you some things that are just matter of fact, it's true about life, um, and then we're going to go from there. So the, here, here's the first thing I want you to know. People are going to say things about you that aren't true. It, it is a reality of life. The more influence you have, the more you better yourself, the more you distance yourself um, from people as far as being successful, being um, have, operating at high integrity. People are going to say things about you that aren't true. If people are upset at you at how you handled something, whether it was right or wrong, people are going to say things about you that aren't true. All right, so that's the first thing. Here's the second unfortunate fact. People are going to believe those things that have been said about you that aren't true. So not only are people going to say things that aren't true, there are going to be other people that hear these things and believe those things about you. And here, and that, and that sucks. And so it's just a reality of life that not only are people going to say things about you that are lies, people are going to believe those lies. And then here's what's going to happen. People are going to respond to you based on those lies. And people will leave your life. People will avoid 
being around you. People will um, do these petty things just to let you know that they don't approve of you, all based off an incomplete story or basically a lie. And so I say I say incomplete story because here's the reality. Some parts of the story can be true, but because they don't have the whole story, they're operating on the part that doesn't that is wrong and they don't understand all the right that happened but that's also within that story. And it's important to understand that that sometimes yes, you may have done the wrong thing, but what people don't get is they don't understand what led up to that decision and so they don't empathize with you. And so they start treating you um, as if you're a bad person when the reality is you just made a bad decision. And Joseph here didn't do anything wrong and he finds himself in the set. Somebody has said something untrue about him. People have believed that. And now he is being, people are responding to that lie and it's affecting Joseph's life. And so what do we do? And here's our response. Here's, there's three things I want you to do and they are important. And I am going to go fast because I'm almost out of time. So here we go. The first one is this, is dust off your feet, dust them off. I love this. Jesus talks about ministry that when the disciples go into a town and they are not received to dust the feet off. And the reason they would do that is it was a sign to separate themselves from these people that did not receive them well. Listen, if someone is not going to be willing to fight for a relationship with you, then they do not need to be a part of your life. And some of you, you have been carrying them around because you are unwilling to dust off your feet, unwilling to separate from them um, so that you can move on with what God wants for your life. What I love about the story is Joseph does not continue. We don't even hear anything else about Potiphar and his wife anymore. Joseph dusts his feet off and goes on with his life. Today, listen, you've been carrying around the dust of the hurt of other people. Listen, separate yourselves from them. If they do not want to fight for you, then listen, you do not need to spend your life waiting for them to show up. Dust your feet off. Second one is this, is remember what's left in your life. It's easy in seasons when people are walking out on you to remember what you have lost, but instead remember what you have left. You have people who are still there. Um, It may be a smaller number than what used to be, but listen, when it comes to relationships, it is always about quality, not about quantity. And the people who are left are the ones that matter. And so remember that. Be grateful for what's left. Don't be cynical about what's been taken. It's a mindset change. Again, dust your feet off. Remember what's left. Remember the things that have been left in your life. And here's the last one. It's to begin to build again. It's frustrating. And you can spend your life angry and upset that someone destroyed a foundation or a a life that you've built off of a lie. But what we have to do is we have to separate ourselves from that. We have to remember what we have left, and we have to begin building our life again. And Joseph practices this. And what we see is even through being in prison, Joseph ends up finding himself in a better place because he didn't focus on the hurt that happened to him in the past. Instead, he focused on moving on and building with what was left. And Today, I want to encourage you to do the same. Listen, if you've been through horrible traumatic events, I'm not telling you that it's as easy as just making a decision. As just, I'm all right, I'm done. No, but what it is, it's a daily, almost moment by moment decision to say, hey, I'm going to dust my feet off what they've done to me. 
I'm not going to let their decisions dictate the direction of my life. I'm dusting my feet off. I'm going to remember the people that have stayed in my life and fought for me, and I'm going to begin to build my life again. Let me pray for you. God, thank you for today. Thank you, Lord, that we have people who fight for us. Thank you that we, um, Lord, that we can survive hurt. Thank you that, um, Lord, even though people may hurt us or say bad things about us, it doesn't mean our story's over. Lord, help us to dust off our feet, to separate ourselves from those that have left us. Lord, help us to operate with gratitude, remembering what's still in front of us and with us. And Lord, lastly, help us build our lives again, stronger than ever before. And we ask this in your name. Amen. Hey, thanks so much for joining me on today's devotional. If you want to get more connected, then be sure to follow me on Instagram at Z underscore chill. That's at Z underscore C-H-I-L. Or you can connect with myself and other listeners through our private Facebook group. You can find this by searching Dirty Devotional Podcast, Dirty Family. Lastly, if you enjoy the podcast, please take time to rate it on iTunes or Spotify. This helps us reach more people and lets us know that my content is making a difference in your life. Most importantly, I hope today you felt seen, known, and loved by a real God. Be blessed.